The US 10-year bond yield, it's up to almost 5% this morning. That's despite Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell appearing to signal an extended pause for short-term interest rates. That's coming up in our five things in five minutes. And then in our bonus deep dive interview, we find out about the lipstick effect that softened retail sales during the extended golden week in China. So they don't prefer very uh, expensive uh, uh, things at this moment. So we call it the lipstick effect. But first, in 5 and 5 with ANZ, the US 10-year Treasury bond yield spiked briefly this morning to within a basis point of 5%. It rose as much as 9 basis points to a high of 4.996%. Remember, that's the highest since 2007. That was shortly after 4 o'clock in the morning Australian time. And since then, it's edged back down to 4.94% by about 5 o'clock. This volatility in this key interest rate, and remember it's the base for global long-term interest rates, was worsened after a closely watched speech by US Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell. He indicated the Fed was on hold for now, but also that the rise in longer-term yields, these bond yields, was helping the Fed do its work of dragging inflation down. Number two, with all eyes on the bond market, the US dollar wobbled around with interest rates this morning. The US two-year yield actually fell a bit after Powell's speech, which reinforced views of other Fed officials in recent days that the Fed could afford to leave the Fed funds rate at around 5.5%, rather than hike it again next month. That meant the US dollar fell in late New York trade, and in particular against the Aussie and Kiwi dollars. The Aussie dollar rose from 63.20 US cents to 63.40 after the speech. The Kiwi dollar rose from 58.30 to 58.65 by 5 o'clock in the morning Australian time. The NASDAQ and the S&P 500, well, they're going up and down a bit, wafting either side of being flat this morning in late trade. Number three, Australia's labour market data for September was a mixed bag, according to ANZ Senior Economist for Australia, Catherine Birch. We saw softer employment growth than we expected. There are about 6,700 additional workers in the economy. Um, Full-time unemployment fell. Hours worked declined by 0.4% and participation eased a little bit. But we still saw uh, unemployment actually edged down to 3.6% from 3.7% and underemployment also edged down a little bit as well. So it doesn't really send a clear signal to the RBA. Uh, But it is still a very tight labour market. Yes, we've seen some easing in some indicators. It's not quite as tight as it used to be, but it is still very tight. Number four, that sentiment is echoed in the NAB business survey, where businesses are continuing to report elevated labour market constraints. ANZ Australia economist, Maddie Dunk explains. More than 80% of firms say that they can't find the staff that they need. And also when you ask businesses what the biggest challenges are, or I suppose what the things are that um, are affecting confidence, wage costs are the top issue. So we saw that 68% of firms said that wage costs were the number one thing that were sapping confidence in the outlook at the moment. Number five, there was a surprise overnight out of Indonesia where the central bank, Bank Indonesia, increased its main policy rate by 25 basis points to 6.0%. 
ANZ economist Crystal Tan writes, the rate hike was a surprise designed to bolster the local currency, the rupiah, against a very strong US dollar. This came after the rupiah hit a three and a half year low earlier this week. However, Bank Indonesia offset the hike with a loosening of macroprudential policies to generate credit growth domestically. Now, in our bonus deep dive interview, my colleague Catherine Dyer talked with ANZ's economist for China, Xiao Pengxing, about the most watched consumers in the region right now, the ones in China, who've just had a big golden week holiday. So, did they go on a spending spree? And the uh, second uh, half of over a year, we have the national holiday. Uh, this year, the Golden Week is different because it combined with uh, the the, the mid autumn uh, festival. So uh, this year, uh, we have a longer uh, Golden Week. Uh, last uh, last uh, eight days. Uh, usually, it was uh, seven days. This year, uh, it was eight days. And did consumer spending um, overall meet expectations during that week? Uh, I think, uh, yeah, there is no surprise uh, yeah, to see a uh, very sluggish consumer spending data. Yeah, because, uh, yeah, uh, I, uh, you know, I have a, a research report seeing that uh, in China, uh, consumers uh, yeah, having the, the lip, uh, lipstick effect that means they prefer something that uh, uh, maybe maybe cheap, uh, cheap uh, but useful things. So they don't prefer very uh, expensive uh, uh, things at this moment. So we call it the lipstick effect. In a recession period, yeah, people consume more uh, lipsticks, yeah, because they they need to, yeah, uh, give give themselves some uh, illustration that, okay, we are beautiful. <laughs> so this is happening in China now. Uh, for the consumers uh, spending data, I think, uh, yeah, uh, I, I just mentioned the, the total number of tourists increased about 4% yeah, from the pre-pandemic level, but the consumers spending only increased 1%. Uh, compared with uh, pre-pandemic level. So uh, there is a big gap between the number and the value. Uh, yeah, we see that there is no evidence yeah, to, uh, to see China's domestic uh, consumption uh, is uh, recovering uh, very quickly. It's there on a very slow track of recovery. So Golden Week is usually a peak period for property sales, which we know have been really in the doldrums of late. Were there signs of life during Golden Week? The, the, the number of contract, yeah, I mean, uh, the, the, the housing uh, purchase contract, uh, usually not, uh, uh, yeah, the peak is not in the Golden Week, uh, is in this week, after the week after the Golden Week, because, you know, the, the government uh, employee, yeah, don't uh, go to work during the Golden Week. So a lot of people just look around during the Golden Week to uh, to find a, a good uh, yeah, good house for them. But uh, the contract will be signed in this week. Yeah, uh, the data show that the housing market is cooling now. Yeah, so uh, it uh, it seems that the 
you know, the, 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 the supporting policy uh, released in Q3 about the property sector uh, is not as strong as we expected. Yeah, we, uh, we expect that the, uh, the property sales may rebound a little bit uh, during the September to October. But uh, the actual data came out uh, very disappointing. Zhao Peng Jing there talking about the lipstick effect. I'm Bernard Hickey. That was 5 and 5 with ANZ for Friday, October the 20th. Have a great weekend and we'll catch you on Monday with a look ahead to Australian inflation data due next week. This podcast contains general information only, not investment advice. You should obtain advice for your personal circumstances before making any investment decisions. Please view the podcast disclaimer available via your media player or email.